Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace and Tyler Hudson. And uh, we've been talking all week about uh, dealing with addictions, how to help those who um, have an issue with addiction. Maybe they're saved, but they've allowed uh, a vice in their life, uh, some kind of uh, uh, control over them. And uh, God has given us the tools to overcome and to be free from these things, the bondages of sin. And uh, Tyler, uh, this is your background. You've had a ministry involved in this area after you got saved, and uh, we talked about your background there. Remind me, uh, what we closed there, I think I was, uh, what, what passage was I in? I think Second I was Peter, in Second Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter 1, 3 is where you... Yeah, you know, because right there in verse number three, it tells us there that he's given us that we have uh, according as his divine power hath given us unto unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Amen. So, in other words, all things that pertain to life is is included here. So there is hope and help in God's word through the word of God that pertain to our life. A lot of the things that you use to help people with addictions that have come out of very strong addictions that was destroying their life and people have gotten victory in their life by showing them how to overcome through God's word and a lot of that is in this passage yeah um explain that to us if you would yeah they they um are we I don't know if I should say we or they or whatever anyway somebody uses uh uses this scripture for the basis of their program. So if you if you go, this is curriculum, by the way, that you cannot just buy to the general public. Your church either needs to be approved to use the HOPE curriculum for your church, or that's basically how you get it, or you're, or you're in the program, you're at the ranch, or whatever the case may be. But uh, what a beautiful passage you talked about in Second Peter 1.3. Um, I'm not going to go through that, that whole verse again, uh, because you kind of just did. But to sum it up, man, like we said, all the answers are in, the, are in God's Word, amen? They're, they're everything you need in life comes from that verse but as you continue on from that verse the formula for life curriculum that they require each of the students to use are actually based off of these verses so after um after that first verse in verse three it says whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust and beside this listen to this giving all diligence Add to your faith. Okay, number one, this is a command to all Christians. This is not just for people that struggle with addictions, although it, it, the bones of it comes from this, right? So add, I'm sorry, and beside this, giving all diligence, in other words, you need to pay a lot of attention to this, add to your faith. The first one is virtue. So they have a whole book on virtue, right, and, and the formula for life. And then the second book, and, and each one of them is a book, it says, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. So there's eight books that they use in the formula for life, and that's exactly what they're going through. They are, they are touching on each individual subject here in Christian's life. And, and I think it's, there's a really great message 
by David Gibbs Jr. where he preaches on these verses. I, and I love that he's the one who, who I first heard say this. This is a command to all Christians. And by the way, it's in a particular order for a reason. A lot of this curriculum that is used there is not just beneficial to those who have found themselves under the vices of an addiction, but it's beneficial for every Christian to have victory in their life and become overcomers in every part of their life to have a deeper walk with the Lord. And so this yeah. isn't just for those who are, you know, struggling under bondage. I mean, this is instruction for all of us, is it not? It is. And, and, and here's the thing. If you're not, if you don't, that's why people don't get help, right? Because when we hear messages that are preached, we think, oh man, I know somebody who needs that. No, you need that, right? You need, you need, to, you need to look at the things that you hear preached and allow God to speak to your heart about that. I mean, these things are game changers and they're not, they help people that struggle with addictions, but you don't have to be an addict to be a, a person that, that can be helped by these things. Amen. Okay. So, you know, let's go through these steps here or let's go through the, you know, the other parts of the 15 truths. Yeah. There. Okay. Where, where, where do we go from here? Well, uh, okay. Bible truth number three, addictions come from committing sin. That's um, mm. that's pretty basic, right? That's a simple thing. Um, addictions come from but, committing sin. So we're basically, yeah. I, I think that touches on a little bit of what you talked about earlier. It was either earlier or last show. You need to you need to admit that you've done something wrong. I mean, if you don't humble yourself, you're never going to get help. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get help. Yeah. The Bible says God resisteth the proud. Right, but he lifts up the humble, right? And that's kind of what this is talking about. You have, number one, you have to admit that a I have a problem, and b it's because I sinned, I, I made a mistake, right? Yeah. And and so that would be the next uh, one. It, it sounds ahead. elementary, but it is essential to our understanding. If we're not going to address what I'm doing as sin and see it how God sees it, then I'm going to I'm going to use other words for it. It's not a sin. It's a mistake. We all make mistakes. Hey, and I can fix mistakes. Mistakes can be fixed. Uh, Sins are crimes. Sins are violations. And you can't just simply look the other way. You can't go to the storekeeper and say, you know what? I've been stealing from you all year long, but from now on I'm going to start paying cash for everything I take out of your store. Okay. Well, hey, I'm glad you're going to pay cash for what you, you know, what you uh, are going to take out from this day forward. But we've got a a history of of uh, of crimes. Yeah. And I can't forgive you because you're just simply going to reform yourself and turn over a new leaf. You have to deal with your, you know, with your crimes. Yeah. And uh, and if you don't admit them as sins. Um, you know, you'll just simply treat him as a mistake. Uh, it wasn't too long ago I preached a message. Don't mistake sin as a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 want to, you know, we just want to call it, oh, it's a mistake. We all make mistakes. Now, granted, the guy who put the eraser at the end of the pencil knew what he was doing because yeah. we make mistakes, yes, but mis- but it, sin is more than a mistake. Go ahead. And the next Bible truth, I believe, ties into that beautifully. Listen to this. Bible truth number four. Sin comes from your heart. 
because what you're just talking about is is you're saying, oh yeah, well that's you know that's just a mistake. It's not it's not a sin. In other words, I didn't really do anything wrong. You know, I mean it's not a big deal. You know, or the other thing that you hear a lot of people do, I, I've noticed, or I or I can sometimes try to convince myself of this, is that I will sin, and then I will say. Hey, that was, you know, that was uh, just like a mistake I made, but that's not really me, you know, that's, that's kind of like just something silly I say that I'll probably never say again. You know, the Bible's very clear that um, out of the heart the mouth speaketh. The yeah. issues of life come from your heart. And so the truth of the matter is the reason we sin is because we have a heart problem. That's the truth. Yeah. And that's uh, sobering. You know, as you talk about it there, causes us to take pause. And as I said earlier on, this isn't just material that, you know, we're thinking, well, this this is only for them who's really in a, you know, a pothead smoking, you know, and they're a drunkard and they're living on the streets and that kind of stuff there. You know, there, there's, a, uh, there's a lot there that we can benefit from here. What's the next um, issue? Yeah. The next one, this is a really good one, too. Uh, Bible truth number five. Sin destroys everything it touches. Sin destroys everything it touches. Now, think about this for a second. Because here's what we do as addicts. We think, as an addict, we think, you know what? I'm only hurting myself. That's what addicts think like, okay? That's what I thought like when I was an addict. I wasn't married. I didn't have children or none of those things. And some of us even have those things and believe, you know, listen, this, I'm not really hurting anybody you know, it, it's really just affecting me. And, but the truth of the matter is, is sin destroys, it leaves a wake behind uh, the path of someone who, who indulges in these things. And it's not until the next day when they sober up that they look back and say, whoa, right, look what's happened. And then they do, they, they do drugs again because they don't want to face the reality of what's happened. Let me ask you a quick question. You probably won't have the time to adequately answer this, I'm sure, uh, for this broadcast. But I think it's worth asking. Why do people get into addictions? Why do people drink? Why do people do that? I think sometimes people do it to escape the hurt. Yeah. You know, they, they, they've done something and they feel guilty about it, and they know that they've hurt someone, and they're trying to escape some of it there. It's not always just for the pleasure. It's not always, oh, well, man, this makes me feel good. Yeah. Some people are doing it as an escape, but then they're creating more problems and trouble and hardship trying to live in a fantasy world. What, yeah. what would you say about that? Well, okay, you know, that's a great question. I, I would say this. Um, addictions typically come from what we call a root problem. Okay, So you think about a, a tree. You see its leaves. You see its stems. Right? You see the fruit that comes from it. The Bible talks about that. You can tell by their fruit. There's good or bad fruit, right? And it has to do with the, what's inside a person. But, but what's underneath that you do not see, the root cause, the root is what actually gives the, the tree life, right? I mean, it would be dead without it, right? So, and so what are these root causes that cause addictions? We talked about one of them yesterday, authority, right? Somebody's got authority issues. Sometimes it's anger. Uh, I did drugs because I was bored. I'm just being honest with you. I was bored. I didn't have, you know, a lot of things in life, and I, was, I didn't like being bored. I wanted to have what I thought would give me joy. Um, some people have had loved ones that were dear to them, and it was the only person that ever loved them unconditionally in life, and they're dead now. 
And I don't want to deal with the reality of that. I want to escape, as you mentioned. And that's what they turn to. And so I, I, I want to say this, and this is very, very important. When you deal with someone that's struggling with addictions, we have to get to a point where we stop just looking at the fruit. Because the fruit is that they're doing drugs, okay? But you got to understand, there's a root thing under the surface that we have to tap into in order to truly deal with someone that struggles with addictions because if you don't and they're going to keep you from getting to that place that's the hard part right there the, the bible talks about those that oppose themselves it's either in first or second timothy i can't remember as we uh, as we minister to people but you've got to you've got to be persistent and you've got to get them to realize if you really want help We've got to get to figure out whatever this root problem is and start to deal with that, or you're not ever going to get the help that you need. Wow. I think that was some of the best things that we've talked about so far on this topic. And so tomorrow, let's begin with the roots, okay? Because if we can discover what the root issues are and treat them, then all the everything else will fall into place, I imagine. So let's uh, s- uh, stop here, Tyler. And uh, I want to say to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us here at Fortress of Faith. We are honored that we get to be on the radio with you and that you've joined us here today. But we're able to do it because others gave so that we can do it. We want to get our message onto other radio markets, but we need to increase our support. Would you consider helping us? Would you help us expand our message? Join us on a monthly basis. Uh, We call it the Army of Ten. Give me an army who can support us at $10 a month, and we need your help. You can do that safely, securely on our webpage at fortressoffaith.com, or you can call us, and we can set that up over the phone, 1-800-616-0082. Join us again tomorrow at the corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.